It's pretty cool. My heart's beating pretty fast. I'm just the anticipation. <laughs> I started thinking today. I had this crazy it's thought in. today. Yeah, it's in. Is it's the, in. I was like, in my head, like, is the draft better than the Super Bowl? That, that thought crossed my mind today. <laughs> well, if the Super Bowl is bad, the draft is always pretty. I'm going Lance. Who are you going? I, I'm going Lance, too. I have a feeling the comments know because I can hear. I have the comments closed, but I can hear them just. Drrr. Where's Roger, guy? Where is it? Okay, he's walking out. Is there a trade? What, why is Roger taking so much time? My, my phone's blowing up. Blowing up. Here we go. With the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance. They did it. Quarterback. <laughs> remember. Just remember, ladies and gentlemen, we made it to the other side of the mountain. Just remember, you d- don't you forget. Hey, behave. Wow, wow, wow. What a night. Recording this Woo! live on YouTube. It's so much energy, John. Uh, as we record this podcast, we are almost to hour three of the YouTube stream. And um, I would say this, it could not have gone any better tonight. It was an incredible night. Absolutely. We're officially, actually, as recording this, the Giants are on the clock. But now with their original pick, because they traded that for Justin Fields, mm which I'm sure we'll get into and in pick 20. It's been uh, the first, that's as good of a top 15 as you'll have, I think. I- incredible, incredible night for, uh, and, and it's quarterbacks. I mean, they they move, they aren't, they don't move the needle. The quarterbacks are the needle in the league. Yeah. I mean, and quarterbacks are the NFL now, as right. they kind of always have been. But The fact that Mac Jones went 15 and went 15 to the Patriots kind of put the perfect touch on that finishing point of the, not quite the midway point of the first round, but basically the midway point of the first round. Um, but look, there's only one place to begin this conversation. We begin this conversation with Trey Lance. The 49ers took him. John Lynch told reporters afterwards they'd known for over a week, maybe a couple weeks. They told Jed York apparently Wednesday that that was going to be their pick. This is the pick that you and I predicted uh, a few weeks ago. Not to say that it was obvious or that we were pounding our chest the whole time going, it's Trey Lance, don't listen to anybody else. But this is the one that we felt made the most sense. And um, all the John Beck stuff, all of that makes sense. Uh, And it makes, I will say this, it makes the last month worth it, that that is where they finished. I think you start putting the pieces to the puzzle together. And we've talked a lot about this tonight, but, you know, for those listening on the podcast obviously you're here, is that I think the moment they made the trade, this guy was at the top of the list of the three guys. And when Trevor Lawrence won, they thought Zach Wilson was going to go too, so they were picking between three players. Once they got, yeah, we'll make the trade. And this guy was circled. And the Mac Jones situation, I it just kind of took on a life of its own. The Niners enjoyed it, clearly kind of played it up. Uh, but I think Trey Lance, they can say whatever they want. My truth, <laughs> what I believe, is Trey Lance is their number one guy of this th- of the trio. And, you know, I think they feel pretty good about it. I think the they were, didn't have to hide anything. Like you said, John Beck immediately starts working out with him the moment the trade happens. Uh, I think Rap Sheet or someone, I saw it on Twitter or someone said it on NFL Network. They started getting film of his workouts because obviously John Beck is just running Niner shit. You feel more and more comfortable the more information you have. John Beck is streamlined information. It's like there, there's a reason you send people on recon missions, right? In in the army situation, or when you're doing in billions, he's always trying to find information that he doesn't have. The draft is no different. You're trying to do recon. And the better relationship you have with the college coaches, with the individual workout guys, like how many people do you think have tried to develop close relationships with Carson's brother these last couple of years? Jordan, yeah. Car- Carson's brother's working with all the top quarterbacks. Same thing with John Beck. Kyle already had that. So he had – Justin Fields was with him, and, and Trey Lance immediately started working with him, and I think they were just getting information that validated – validated probably the wrong word, but made them Reinforced. Feel, yeah, reinforced what they already thought. Yeah. The – you know, the other thing is, in this hard to back, validate until he actually plays. No, but I mean, 
but maybe it validated what, like you said, their preconceived notions of him. Um, and perhaps Trey Lance, even before he started working with John Beck, maybe he wanted his people wanted him to be a 49er. And perhaps they communicated to the 49ers. Yeah, the Panthers are interested. We'd love for him to play for you. Yeah, the Broncos are interested. We'd rather he play for you. You know, that could be a place where the intel comes from. Uh, it's why you don't want the player to really know what you're thinking because the player might tell somebody else that they want to play for that you like them. Um, but I, what I go back to is, and I said this during the live stream earlier on Thursday night, somebody I talked to who talked to Trey Lance twice told me they thought he was one of the, if not the most impressive quarterback that, that they'd ever interviewed. Not with a team, so they're not scouting every quarterback. But I think ultimately his mind, we, we, we've spent so much time talking about Trey Lance's physical skills as, you know, a, a, a match for what the future, really it's not the future, it's what the current NFL superstar quarterbacks look like, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Like that is why I think he's gotten so much attention. But ultimately Kyle Shanahan is not drafting Trey Lance if he's not completely comfortable with his mind. If he's not completely comfortable that the stuff that Kirk Cousin learned, the stuff that Matt Ryan learned, Trey Lance can learn. Because Kyle has said it, and I think it's been clear, the physicality, the athleticism, all of that's well and good. Kyle's primary concern is can you be a pocket passer, right? That's his primary concern. And it makes all the other stuff more dangerous if you can be that. And I, I think that is probably what the last couple of weeks really hammered home. Watching the film... He didn't play a lot. He played one game last year, but he played a full FCS. I mean, he played 16 games, I think, the year before that, right? Or 15 games, whatever it was. Well, there's there's 16 teams to make the playoffs, right? So you go through several rounds in that on that level. So I, that had to be the last two weeks had to be about John Beck. Can this guy learn everything we need him to learn? Can he lead? Can he do all of those things? And once the answer to that is yes, I think, you know, when we think back on the two press conferences Kyle Shanahan has given since they made this trade... What has he spent? He spent most of the time talking about complete package quarterbacks. That's what he spent most of the time talking about. And, and with Mac Jones, I think people were afraid he is going to prioritize one thing over something else, and it's going to cost him a premium prospect. But I think if we learn one thing looking back on the last two press conferences he gave, he has talked about, I want Drew Brees upstairs. I want Lamar Jackson's legs, right? I want, I want a complete player. I want a player would have been good 40 years ago and and would be good 40 years from now. And I think that's pretty encouraging because, again, I don't think he's drafting this guy based solely on the physical talent. And I'm not going out on some limb saying that. We know what Kyle needs from his quarterbacks. I think people, and we talked about right after the Drew Brees comment, was the thing that everyone piggybacked. And everyone thought he was looking for Drew Brees. And people were like, how does he think Mac Jones... It was, we want Drew Brees with Lamar Jackson's ability. Like, when you really read the comment. Like, that was the comment. Yeah. And that's ultimately, like, looking back, like, they that was... I'm not saying Trey Lance. I mean, if they get Drew Brees meets Lamar Jackson, Kyle Shanahan's going to become a fucking legend. <laughs> right? They they just... Hell, they would die to just have, like, a top 10 quarterback. Right? That's That would be best case scenario. But ultimately, he took the guy that he thought had the highest ceiling. And he, they clearly viewed Trey Lance higher than Justin Fields. And all anyone wanted was if you're going to mortgage this much, it's about the ceiling. If you're going to mortgage the future, swing for the fences. Part of the Jalen Ramsey and Jamal Adams trade was they're swinging for the fences, but they know what they're getting. Anytime with the draft, whether it's Trevor Lawrence or whether it's whoever, some random offensive lineman in the first round, is you're projecting. You don't know. You do not know. For every Andrew Luck, there's, you know, Tim Couches and Ryan Leafs and Trent Dilfers. I mean, it just we have a long, long resume of both sides at all positions. It's we talk about it the most with the quarterbacks, but from AJ Jenkins to Danny Watkins, we've seen them all. To, to Danny Watkins who, is a name a lot of people mention. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, that is. But we just go wanted ahead and Google him, that, everybody. We wanted him to not think like a coach and think like a big picture personnel guy. Think like Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh, give him credit for being a coach. What made him such a great general manager was seeing the big picture on Steve Young, was seeing the big picture on a Ronnie Lott, was seeing the big picture on Jerry Rice from Mississippi Valley State. And I give Kyle credit 
it's weird. I mean, you shouldn't like that should be what you'd want out of your elite coach. But like, okay, he did something that Sean Payton, that Sean McVay, that Andy would do. And I think a lot of people question that and rightfully so. But those questions ended. Now we'll see how it works, but he's willing to be open-minded and take a swing for the fence because let me repeat, this is a risky fucking pick. Small school guy, one-year starter. Weren't they scheduled to play Oregon week one before Ohio State? No, I think that was North Dakota. I thought. Was it North Dakota State? No, I think it was North Dakota State. I remember thinking it was North Dakota State and then wondering if it was... You've done North Dakota games. I've done North Dakota games, yeah. (laughs) Maybe it was North Dakota State. But regardless, he was good. If this season had been normal, who knows, right? Maybe he was. Yeah, it was North Dakota State. If this season happened, maybe it was like he's the lock number two pick because he just dominated again. It was sweet. Maybe it didn't go as well. And it was like, you know, he ended up going back to school. Who knows? It's the, it's the great unknown, right, this season where it wasn't an unknown for Mac Jones. It wasn't unknown for Justin Fields. It wasn't unknown for Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence, those guys kicked ass. We don't know. But I appreciate the 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 ability to take a big risk and suck it up for him because the personnel guy is always willing to do it. Some coaches shy away. I'd say the best ones, I mean, Andy Reid's taken his team to three straight championship games and gone to back-to-back Super Bowls because he was willing to be on board with it. Now, he liked the player or whatever, but... A lot of times people like players like, ah, should we really give up that much? Should we really give up that much? And you hammered at home, like the risk of not doing stuff, like part of the Saints never doing something crazy has led them to kind of be in the situation they're at now. Like what if they had just said, screw it. Let's trade three first rounders, go up and get Mahomes. They have fucking Patrick Mahomes now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you just look back. How many times if you were just having beers with Sean Payton, he's like, God, I knew it in my gut and I just... I didn't give Mickey. I said, no, nah, that's a little too much. And we didn't do it. Right. You know, because well, the one thing when the trade happened, the, the overwhelming reaction was, and rightfully so, that's a lot. The Niners trade. Just the amount of picks they yeah. gave up. Yeah. But again, I think they were validated by the trade that ultimately the Bears made to go from, to go up nine spots from, to draft a quarterback from 20 to 11 to get fields. Um, I think they were, validated by the fact that Justin Fields didn't go four a little bit, that Mac Jones didn't go eight, um, that the guy they ultimately drafted, they might have made the right bet, that that was the guy that the Panthers would have taken, um, that that was the guy maybe the Broncos would have taken. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's a risky pick. I don't know that it's any more risky than most quarterback picks are. I don't I don't view it as any more risky than the pick that the Jets made. Um, so, I, you know, like... I think part of this is, and this goes back to the he's, clip he's that you played love. a lot. He's played a lot more, though. Like you have a lot well, I, more I know. evidence I'm just on saying, Zach like, Wilson. I, Good or ultimately, bad. yeah. Ultimately, the risk comes down to how comfortable you are with the guy, too. Like I think this is where I go back to. Like I think they're really comfortable with this guy, and yeah. part of it is all the work they've done on him. But it goes back to a clip that I know you loved. This even before Mel Kiper came on our show, his his plea to scout with anticipation. You got to scout with anticipation. Right. That was his plea. And I think part of what that means from a coach's standpoint is you're a coach. You always say this. You get paid the big bucks. Coach him up. And that to me is what's so interesting here is we've had Kyle. We see him scheme with running backs. We see him draft talented receivers and know how to use them. We've seen him help quarterbacks that we don't think have high ceilings reach their best abilities. Right. Like I think the Kirk Cousins thing. He should get a ton of, you made the point during the live stream, a ton of credit on Kirk. Because it wasn't about, is Kirk your ideal? It's, did you get the most out of Kirk Cousins? And the answer to that is, hell yeah. So this now, to me, is a new chapter of Kyle Shanahan's head coaching career. Because we move from Kyle Shanahan, the schemer, to Kyle Shanahan, the, the position coach. And I think that's fascinating. And if he, if Trey Lance is the guy, if he just nailed this pick, then Kyle Shanahan is the coach of the 49ers for, I mean, you can get hand him a blank contract and the number can be as big as you want and the years can be blank and Kyle can fill it in. If he nailed this pick, he's the coach of the 49ers for a long-ass time. Well, he's I already – I mean, he wasn't going anywhere for a while anyway, but I hear you. 
Yeah, I mean, no, I just, it's just this is it. This is well, like this is part, it right part, here. Well, part part of like Mahomes getting it right with uh, with Andy, and I think going back like when Sean Payton nailed the Drew Brees signing, like you're the coach in a franchise like that, and the Niners same similar situation when Kyle got here, they were desperate. Till you don't want to be the coach anymore. I mean, Sean Payton got kicked out of the league for a year. And I was like, yeah, he's our guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? A- Andy, until Andy wants to retire, he's a coach there. Same with Bill. Like, you just, my, even Mike Tomlin got to the point where it's like, yeah, he's so good. Like, we just our guy. And this is different because this is his coach, the quarterback. Pete Carroll and Russell are just kind of tied at the hip. Even as it's gotten weird. I saw Pete came out and said, like, we're good. We've talked it out. <laughs> he simmered that fire quick. It had, you wonder if that's going to happen with the Packers, but I love it. I love it. I do Just too. remember, this is this is what we thought. We this is we we did the live stream. We both said we thought that was going to be the pick before the pick. Um, you know, we I wavered, have, huh? Oh, <laughs> well, we all wavered. I, I'm not again. I don't. I don't want to rewrite history here and pretend like oh, we told you. I'm not saying that, but I think what we did say the whole time was something's fishy on this Mac Jones thing. It doesn't mean I was never afraid that they were going to draft Mac Jones that you weren't. It might have been true for all we knew. But you and I both from the jump said something doesn't, this is weird, and it turned out to be wrong. That's Agreed. Anything else on this? No, good. Let's tell the people, John, before we move on about wineaccess.com slash ham. Great sponsor, great company. We love working with them. I've ordered wine for myself, wine for friends. Wine for other. We've sent we sent a collective gift. Um, you've sent gift to a friend who just had a baby. Uh, for your first order is twenty percent off, and we've sent each way more than one order, which means we're happy to pay full price at wineaccess.com/ham. But your first order can be twenty percent off. Satisfaction is guaranteed. A bottle does not make it onto the website unless it's unanimously approved by the sommeliers and the experts. Only one out of eighteen bottles. Makes it, John. Only one out of 18 bottles gets approved for wineaccess.com slash ham. I, I just can't recommend them enough. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Gifts, family, friends, wives, significant others, people that don't accept, expect a gift. There's no better gift to send than when you don't expect it. Everyone, Christmas, you know, birthdays, do it right now. Do it over the summer. Wineaccess.com slash ham, 20% off. 20% off. It's a great deal. Can't recommend it enough. Do it now. We love it. You'll love it, too. Satisfaction guarantee. They got something for everybody. If you're a wine expert, they got stuff you love. If uh, you don't know a lot about wine, like me, they'll give you a whole breakdown. They'll tell you about the tannins, John, the tannins. Silky, maybe. Maybe fresh acidity. They'll tell you what it pairs well with. So it is foolproof. Absolutely foolproof. Do it. Wineaccess.com slash sham. Okay, let's talk now about Jimmy Garoppolo who we thought would get traded. We did acknowledge if this was the pick, then Jimmy might not get traded. Um, and the Niners certainly talked after they drafted Trey Lance, like Jimmy's going to be around here. Then the Patriots draft Mac Jones, which takes away a key Jimmy location. What do you think about the Garoppolo dynamic as we sit here? Yeah, I think one thing came into question over the last week, just reading about Jimmy and his destinations were, he was going to have to take a pay cut including New England, to get traded. I think tonight was a really good night for Jimmy Garoppolo. On the most basic level of teams that were interested, mainly the main one, just took Mac Jones. Like, they're not taking Jimmy Garoppolo back. If anything, like, they're the same player. Like, Mac Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to the Patriots. That's over. They just took him 15 overall, too. Like, there's no need. Like, that's, that's ended. I don't see another destination for him to go to. The other problem with the Jimmy Garoppolo trade was... His cap number, like 20 plus million, like most teams aren't just like, we got a bunch of cap space (laughs) around the draft. So it was already going to be complicated. I think tonight, like week one, I would imagine Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback. And you kind of lucked into this situation because I do believe if there would have been teams willing to trade what they were asking for, not a first round pick, but a second round pick just out of desperation, the Niners would have had to do it even if they didn't feel Trey Lance was ready for week one. But now, you know, I, I, I do think they have the possibility to redshirt Trey Lance. Now, I don't agree with that. And you and I talked about the live stream during the uh, first round, which technically we're still on, but <laughs> that 
I would rather do a training wheels. I'm stealing this from you, but I think this is just where I stand on first round quarterbacks. Fucking sink or swim. I'm a Cal Poly. We learn by doing. I, I, I can speak for ourselves in, in the business that we run now in this podcast, YouTube. The best ideas we have are when we do things, we find out good or bad. You, you learn in any walk of life by doing it. Now, I understand quarterback is complicated. He's had this month with John Beck. What do you think he's, what playbook do you think they've been talking about? The Niners? Not the, yeah. So now you're not, I, here's what I probably wouldn't do I wouldn't just cut Jimmy. Like, I got no problem. Like, what if Trey beats him out? Jimmy's a backup. Like, maybe maybe Jimmy's value. Like, don't be caught up with Jimmy's value anymore. Just right. keep him. But I'm not dead set. Like, if Trey Lance is better, Trey Lance is better. You well, know? Part yeah, of it's like Jimmy's got to be a pro. Jimmy's got a lot to earn. Jimmy, you're, no you're 29. Like, you, you can have a long career ahead. If Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, there's Trey Lance. If Jimmy Garoppolo's not effective, there's Trey Lance. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays well... But you think Trey's ready. Maybe now the circumstances have changed around the league and somebody that didn't need a quarterback today needs a quarterback in five months. Can Trey Lance beat him out if it's a true open competition in training camp? I think it'd be really hard. I think it would be really hard. If you just factor in a guy that's been in the league six, seven years, has Josh McDaniels and Kyle Shanahan taught him all that? Like, it'd be difficult. He should, yeah. he should not be able to beat Jimmy Garoppolo out in a... In a in a no OTAs, just training. If Jimmy can't beat him out, that's Jimmy's now, career is trending I mean, the wrong way. In hindsight, Justin Herbert should have beat Tyrod Taylor out, right? Jimmy is a lot better than Tyrod Taylor. I agree, and and Herb, but Herbert had played and Herbert had played four years of college football. I don't think those scenarios parallel each other much. But Trey Lance has had the playbook since April fourteenth, basically. Jimmy's had it for four Maybe years earlier. Yeah, no, I mean he shouldn't be able to beat him out, but again. Uh, is the is the the comparison is not necessarily I, although it will be in this case but what you and I are talking about the comparison is not can Trey Lance run all the plays that Jimmy can run right in our scenario it's can I win games with Trey Lance running a modified version of my offense the training wheels version of my offense can I win games with him doing that and also get him playing experience for 2022 and 2023 and maybe he he can we get him up to speed Josh Allen style faster Right. Like that's that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about, will Trey Lance know the offense as well as Jimmy week one? No, it's can Kyle Shanahan run a version of the offense with Trey Lance week one that gives them maybe as good of a chance to win because of his physical abilities overcoming for the fact that you're not necessarily using the whole playbook that Jimmy would have would be able to access. Like that's what we're talking. That's, I think, the way we should look at this. Well, to me, the best part is you can look at it that way if you're Kyle. I think you can just be open-minded to anything. Here's what I do know. Under no circumstances, Jimmy has no leverage to make a stink, to be a bad teammate, to not just be gung-ho. He's being paid a premium to do whatever the fuck they tell him. And whether that's he's the starter, which he's the starter right now. If he gets beat out and be the backup, like, sorry, Jimmy, you're the backup. Like, that's just part, like... You, you, you're not the bet. Like a lot of guys have been benched who've been better than you. Joe Montana, right? Drew Bledsoe once upon a time got kicked to the curb. He led a team to the Super Bowl once upon a time. He was the number one overall pick. That's where I think the Kyle, like Jimmy, you got a lot on the line. Like the league's watching you. If you, if What's you that? go, if at the end of the year, if Kyle goes, listen, it was a tough situation for Jimmy. He got benched week three for Trey Lance. We never looked back. We made the playoffs with Trey Lance, but Jimmy was an ultimate pro. Like, I, I think he would earn a lot of credit around the league. Yeah, and if Trey Lance was good, like I'd just be like, well, Jim, Jimmy's going to get, Jimmy will get an opportunity to start somewhere else if he's healthy. Depending like, on, yeah, one I day. mean, well, like you just said, Jimmy, by the way, Jimmy was once pick 62. That's not pick three, but Jimmy was the backup quarterback to Tom Brady. He sees what it looks like to be on the other side of it. He knows what it looked like from Tom's perspective, but Jimmy Garoppolo has a lot to gain here still. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, 100%. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, it's a good point. Jimmy Garoppolo can still be the starting quarterback of the 49ers. And but Jimmy think, Garoppolo I can think still... The, I think the league values how you act in these situations. They watch it closely. But there's no doubt. But but ultimately, what really adds value is if you play, how well do you play? So if he's the starting quarterback and is playing well, which would make it a lot easier for him to handle the Trey Lance situation well. Like, if he handles the Trey Lance situation well, but he got beat out... He, he, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Like, sure. Yeah, you'll you'll be on another team. But if you beat him out 
play well and handle the situation. Like now you're a starter for somebody else next year, right? Now you're a starter. Here's where somebody else might pay you some money. Here's where it gets difficult. When you have the young super high pick and you're a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who in the eye of the coach and the fans are like, oh, I'm good moving on with this guy. One bad game is like, I'll throw a tray in there. Yeah. Like that, that, that's just an elephant in the room that it'll be interesting to watch Jimmy navigate that. Every pick, it's like, oh, could, would Trey have thrown that pick? <laughs> well, I fully, the deal. I fully expect we'll watch Trey Lance play football this year. Now, does, does that mean he beats Jimmy out? No. Does that mean that Jimmy gets benched? No. But we're, J- Trey Lance is going to be on the football field one way or another this year. T- the way I would handle it, guy? Remember, once upon a time, the Niners were beating people by like 35 points. Like, you go back to that the, world. Yeah, the team was a lot better. I know. The, the way I would handle it? is a little Pete Carroll style and just be an open competition. Now it's an open competition. That's an uphill battle for Trey just because Jimmy's way ahead. Sure. I I would, I would have an open competition and I do think with Jimmy's injuries, it's just, it's the NFL. Like you've earned the right to do whatever the hell you want. And I, I, I don't expect them to do that. Uh, but that's how I'd handle it. And he, I think he can, do you think what is your guess that he goes, Jimmy's our starter I'm not even talking about what he says tonight. I'm talking when training camp starts, or do you think he goes, we're going to go open competition. Jimmy's obviously starting with the ones, and we'll rotate as the weeks I go think on. he'll treat it like Jimmy's the starting quarterback, which is fine. But, you know, you do when you Trey Lance is still going to be out there playing. It doesn't mean Trey Lance can't take his job if he's not better than him, or if he's better than him. Yeah. But I, I think I think he'll start with Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback. I mean, he is trying to win. You know, he's trying to win games. No, no, I, I'm not saying schedule. that Jimmy doesn't start as a starting quarterback, like with the rep. I'm I just, just saying, mean I think he will view it like Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback right now. Not like Pete Carroll, Matt Flynn, Russell Wilson, open competition. Well, I mean, I, yeah, if Trey Lance is better, <laughs> that's a bad than example because like, Matt Flynn sucks. But but you know if Trey I mean. Lance is better, Trey Lance is better. Like I don't think, Kyle's but it's hard, but it's it's hard in training camp to find out who's better when one guy gets the majority of the reps. So you're saying you'd have to split the reps in order to really know. And if you're splitting reps, then no one's truly the number one quarterback. Well, because I want to see Trey Lance throw with Debo and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, right? I don't want to just watch him throw with, I was going to say Kendrick Bourne, but he would have been with the starters too. Like random guys we don't even know yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What do you Like it's clear, like when Jimmy got to New England, there was no like, I wonder if I get to throw with Edelman and Gronk. No, it's like you're throwing. With this, I, I just think you can ease it in. The other thing is, the best part about when you make a big trade and then select a guy, the, the elephant in the room is like, I wonder who's, like, we know. Like, it is it is what it is. Like, th- like, this guy is the future. So it's never like, we can't step on Jimmy's toes and take those six reps away from him that he would typically get in the... No, I mean, the, the rules change. The rules have now changed for... Kyle can even cook the books with reps that he wouldn't normally done with Jimmy and Nick Mullins, right? It'll Absolutely. look different. Yeah, he he could he could even say the right things and still do things differently. Look, if if Alex Smith had gotten hurt in 2017, then Patrick Mahomes would have played earlier. If Alex Smith was bad in 2017, then Patrick Mahomes would have played earlier. Alex Smith was was healthy and was good. And that kept Patrick Mahomes from playing earlier. Best season of his career. Yeah. And look what happened. Would you say that's the best case scenario for the Niners? Jimmy has Absolutely. Just I'm just saying, team. like, for Jimmy, that, like, Jimmy, look, this, this, here it is right here. You should be better than this guy right now. Now, no the, one now again, the problem. I wouldn't, dis, no one should disagree with that. Like, Jimmy should be better yeah. right now. And it's easy to tell Jimmy, look, you've just been hurt. That's why we drafted this guy. We like you. Why is John Beck not hitting me back? He, we used to work out yeah. together. <laughs> John Beck just kept saying, busy. I think, I, I think Jimmy can gain a lot, even with, uh, Najee Harris just went to the Steelers. Got it. Love that pick. Of course you do. Uh, he got, got to play to Alabama and then the Steelers. Like, what a fucking football. This is like, Justin. <laughs> I love Najee Harris, by the way. <laughs> Me too. What a... He, it looks like plum velour and a white turtleneck. He's an Emeryville guy. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a huge Najee Harris guy. Yeah, I, I think Jimmy should just full-on embrace. Like, Kyle, how can I help? <laughs> you know, Kyle, me, John Beck, and, and Trey, let's go work out. Right. Team Nashville. Yeah. Hopefully no one breaks a foot. There's year. a blueprint of how to do this for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just a matter of does he want to follow it? Well, unless he's an idiot, he, he should. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that and that would ultimately be good for the Niners if that means, you know, again, I, if there's any value there. 
Um, okay, the QB night. Now, you and I, if you're listening on the podcast, you and I talked about Aaron Rodgers at length. There's a YouTube video up about that. If something happens with A-Rod, we can update that. But in terms of just how much we love this draft, the quarterback, the quor- every quarterback landing spot was perfect in the yeah. first round of the draft. Every single one. I, I think it's one of the cooler quarterback nights of our lifetime. You know, I mean, one, two were kind of set, but still like seeing those guys picked was cool. The next three were pretty unknown. Like, I, I don't think you and I felt good about Trey Lance and maybe some people did, but I, a lot of people didn't know. I mean, the Niners never leaked who they were going to take. Uh, and then ultimately, once he was picked, then the talk was like, where are the next guy's going to go? I, I kind of kept looking up, like, is Atlanta going to pull the trigger on Justin Fields? He kind of tumbled. And then for both of them to make it past Denver and to make it past Carolina, you kind of thought, like, are these guys going to go on a free fall? And to me, the coolest moment of the night, because, I mean, Trey Lance, it was awesome for us. We anticipated it, but we were just waiting for the pick. For the Bears to come up and land Justin Fields, the Chicago Bears, who are just coming off, I call it a disaster. It's not as bad as it sounds, like if you actually watch Mitch. Like, he's not as terrible as the way he's talked about, but relative to the two guys they passed and the standard, like he was not good enough, like he was average. And where he was picked, because he's not he's on another team, he's not a franchise quarterback. 100%. His draft pick, his play. But to end up with Justin Fields, who, listen, if you would have told me the Niners took Justin Fields or the Jets took Justin Fields, I would have said, that's a good pick. I said, like, if the Niners took him, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's rock and roll. He's on the Bears? Like, that guy might, that guy has the chance to save careers in a place where I think going into this draft, if you would have said, like, who's the franchise that matters in the league? Like, one of a, you know, top 15, 20, like, big market franchise who's just indifferent right now and just down. You would have put the Bears near the top of the list. Tomorrow, if you're in Chicago, can you imagine the millions of Bears fans in Chicago around America? texting with their friends tonight how excited everyone is like just it went from our season sucks we got tweeting out Andy Dalton everyone's making fun of us now we get Justin Fields I I really think that's that felt like the of the five picks that was the wow to me because ultimately Mac going to the Patriots is cool and it's I mean I'm glad I'm interested to watch but it's like that kind of makes sense to me Justin Fields ended up on the Bears given they traded up they traded a one like you said, when we were live, when it happened, the general manager gets to do multiple first-round quarterbacks. It's unheard of. And But this one feels a lot more normal than the last one, right? This, yeah, I mean, look, I, I said that. Like, God, I wouldn't trust him. But then when he did it, and he did it for that guy, you know what? Him saving his job and winning football games, those two things go hand in hand. So as long as you're going to employ him, give him a shot to win football games. And... He might have just saved his. He might have just covered up for the Trubisky mistake. We'll see, but he might have just saved himself. And you don't really get many chances to do that. It, it doesn't. We don't no. see guys get that opportunity. I'd say. I'd say it never happens. And I. I do think we can say this tonight. If that fails, if 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 Ryan Pace failed and Justin Fields fails, Ryan Pace can know when he's you know somebody else's college director. He, he took his big swing. Like, he did not leave anything on the table. He did everything he could at the end to try and save his job and did everything he could at the end to get the Bears a superstar quarterback. Like, those two things are not independent of one another. So I give him credit. I give them credit. Uh, you're right. Part of what makes it a wow moment is when somebody does something we didn't think they'd be able to do. Like, we knew whoever the Niners took, they were just – after after Wilson and Lawrence, they were going to be in control of that. But for the Bears, when the night started, with hindsight now, maybe they didn't know. Maybe they thought he was going to go at three or four and it was never going to be their opportunity. I'd love to know from the Bears' perspective, like, did they come into the night thinking they could pull that off? Or did that thing come together in a span of 45 minutes where all of a sudden, Ryan Pace, who couldn't find the door as the wall is closing in, it's, it's like Batman cartoon like those old cartoons it's going to like smash him and knock him into a shark tank or something and all of a sudden the exit door appears it's like holy guys let's do this i'd be fascinated by that because if that's what happened that's you just it doesn't 
Uh, that's why you well, play I, to the end. That's why you don't quit. Like, not, I'm not saying he would quit, but that having that guy not fall in your lap, they had to go get him. But that opportunity present itself, and them walking through the door to use a great football cliche. I I love that. I I, I think it's hard for us to relate on the West Coast. It it would really have to be like if Herbert had played with the Niners. I'd say Oregon is probably the most consistent and passionate fan base with football out West. You could put it USC, but they've been down. And if Herbert land with the Niners, like this huge brand, it just would have been like all these Oregon fans are also Niner fans. I would imagine there's a decent percentage of Bears fans who went to Ohio State. In the Midwest, like people go to Big Ten schools. I don't know if you've Googled, but they have like 50,000, 60,000 people at every school. So you just do the math. Like that's a lot of people. Chicago is there, SF, LA, Philadelphia, New York, in the Midwest. It's the biggest Midwest city by a mile. It's where people go to. It's where industry is, at least pre-corona, back when gravitated toward big cities. And I I think this is a massive geographical, like, and you don't make the move because of this, and it just lined up this way, and ultimately the kid started at Georgia, but he ended up on Ohio State. Like, it, that's a needle mover for that franchise, don't you think? Just with the program, with that area, consumes that. You know, it's Notre Dame and Big Ten football to me. When I think Ohio State, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, right? If you Chicago, that kind of area, those teams. Like, this guy's a big deal in that area. A lot of Ohio State people live in that general region. Like, it's just, it's kind of perfect. Now, he's got to be a good player, but no one no one has argued beside, like, Chris Sims that he's not a big-time talent. Yeah. I, I haven't talked to one person in the NFL that's like, I don't know what all this hate is. Like, I think he's a pretty talented guy. Now, we talked about the epilepsy thing. I don't even know what to make of it, but it is, I mean, I think that's something that scares teams. But that might he's be got part some, of the reason he's available to them. He, he's got some fundamental, yeah. And, and he's got some fundamental, I think, flaws, they say, in his feet and some of his mechanics. Well, Mahomes did too. And Nagy was there part of, I think, with Andy, of coaching that out of him, backing up. I do think, a little like Jimmy, I'd rather have Jimmy than, than Andy, but I think both the two franchises, at least well, you can you'd rather have Jimmy... Garoppolo than Andy Dalton. Dalton, got it. I do think you can roll into week one just knowing Andy Dalton, Jimmy Garoppolo can start, and we can just let these guys breathe and just ease into training camp. Now, the difference is Jimmy just knows what's doing, and he's won here before. They can just function where if I'm if I'm a Bears fan, like I don't know how – I don't really want to watch a snap of Andy Dalton. Like I'm hard-pressed to go, what are we doing? Well, you'd feel great if you knew Fields just came in and took the job, right? Russell Wilson style. Yeah, which I, I expect him to. Here's the problem: is like, is Allen Robinson on their team? Franchise, yeah. Okay, so they've got one receiver. They have this other guy Miller. They drafted in the second round two years ago. They Anthony. hate. They're trying to trade him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, they do have a good. They have David Montgomery. They have a, wide, a running back Montgomery, who's good. Yeah. Montgomery. They have Komet, the tight end they drafted last right. year in the second round. Notre Dame. I mean, they just got a couple pieces on offense. Like if I'm Jimmy Allen Robinson, Robinson, I'm a little. Team? Yeah. If I'm, if I'm Allen Robinson, I'm a little more excited. Like, if I'm Justin Fields, I'm, I'm, if I'm Nagy, I'm just like, hey, text Allen. Yeah. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it just feels like Allen's a cool guy. Justin Fields is a cool guy. Mitch just wasn't cool. <laughs> Maybe. I, thought, I don't know. Mitch seemed kind of cool when I saw him hanging out. And then the other part of the quarterback thing, John Mac Jones going to the Patriots. Apparently, Mac said he always wanted to go to the Patriots. He, 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 he came stomping up at 50, and I felt bad for him watching him sit there. I do think this is great for him. Like, And this this is another thing, right? If Mac Jones goes a lot of other places, Mac Jones being good, like everyone didn't want him, but what if Bill Belichick turns him into a really good player? And, you know, we can have those conversations about whether or not he should have been drafted higher. I don't know. I just, it's the, if he had to go one place, this is where I wanted him to go. This is where I wanted him to go. The Patriots. I'm I, I'm excited to watch Mac, New England, and Cam. I, I honestly, I you, I love Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. I think we knew were the two, but the other three were great question marks. I don't think it could have gotten any more perfect for all three. Trey Lance should just go to church and just say thank you, Jesus, for getting me to Kyle Shanahan. And if you're Justin Fields, like you got to go to Chicago, bro. You got to go to Chicago. Like, you can become a legend there. And Mac Jones, like, you end up you end up with the Patriots? Aaron Rodgers. Quarterback? Aaron Rodgers is watching all these other guys go to the perfect spots. 
He's like, if I was Mac, I'd want to go there. If I was Fields, I'd want to go there. If I was Lance, I'd want to go there. Meanwhile, Aaron, again, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this right now because we talked about it earlier. We'll see what happens. I mean, five hours ago, Schlereth tweeted it's a done deal, but it's not. It could not happen. Aaron to the Broncos. This draft was so good that for several hours, we've kind of not forgot about Aaron, but I thought Aaron was going to be the story that hung over this whole draft. It kind of wasn't. It was a huge story, and then the draft was a huge story. Yeah, incredible day for the NFL. So I, I just got a just got a text from my brother. I'm going to leave out the guy's name, but blah blah blah's kid is hanging out with Lane and his 26 year old girlfriend. Dot dot dot, smoking hot. Kiffin, we're talking about Lane Kiffin. Yeah, Lane Kiffin, girlfriend 26. 26, you know. I mean, Lane's 44, right? 46. Wonder if she's. Do you think she's from uh, FAU? Yeah, I mean, kind of, uh, you know, transferred. I don't mean student, but I just mean like you know. Oh, you're saying, dude, did he meet her in Florida? Bring her to Mississippi? Did he meet her? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, all right, John. Before you get any further, let's tell the people this podcast is brought to you in part by Sleep Number. Sleepnumber.com/slash/ham. Sleepnumber.com/slash/ham. Uh, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Right now, you can save twelve hundred bucks on select three six Sleep Number three sixty smart beds and adjustable bases for a limited time only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Yep, guy, a better night's sleep is life-changing. You have a Sleep Number bed. I have a Sleep Number bed. I can't recommend them enough. Sleepnumber.com slash ham saves you a big discount. Beds are not cheap. They save a lot of money using our uh, using our URL as they call it in the business. Huh. And they call it a vanity URL with our name in it, it. The vanity URL. Here's the key, guy. You know, sleep number sleepers, according to polls, surveys, and you and I can sleep speak IQ from, data. Uh, yeah, sleep IQ data and, and experience. We sleep better. We sleep more per night than you if you do not have one. Can't recommend it enough. Better you sleep, more productive you are, more productive you are, more money you make, more money you make. Easier life is in terms of paying your bills. Doesn't obviously money doesn't equate to happiness, but I'll tell you what does equate to happiness, and that's sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. 83% of couples, by the way, report one or both couple uh partners sleep too hot or too cold. Well, I didn't know where you're going there. <laughs> There's a lot of things they report. But um, you know, so one thing tonight, it's a nice night out where we are. Have your temperature nice and cool. Sleep number settings need to be different on both sides. Sleep numbers got you there too. Go to a Sleep Number store, but we would appreciate first, no matter what you do, go to sleepnumber.com slash ham, 1200 bucks. That's what you can save on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds and adjustable bases. All right. Uh, While we're recording, really quick before we dive into the next topic. Yeah. I love this pick. Travis Etienne to the Jags. Like, he just played with Trevor for the last three oh, years. But you hate He's Jamar Chase to go play with his teammate and Jalen Waddle to go play with Tua? Well, one pick's 25, the other pick's five. <laughs> like, I, to me, the value is just, don't you like that? I mean, it's just... Oh, yeah, I love makers. it. I think, tra- I love Travis Etienne. I think I saw, was the over-under, I saw one over-under for running backs taken at one and a half and one taken at two and a half. So, depending on where you got it... Well, I think the other, now. the North Carolina guy, people like him a lot, too. He still might go. Oh, you're saying, depending on, if you got a two and a half, I still think you could hit three. Yeah. If you're two and a half, you're sweating a little. <laughs> Cleveland ain't taking a running back. Oh, they took Greg Newsom from Northwestern. Cornerback. Uh, the, the Greg, Greg Newsom the second. Didn't you say earlier that uh, you talked to a Northwestern alum that couldn't imagine the day when two Northwestern players went in the top 26? Incredible. <laughs> top really 26? Incredible. All right. Um, well, I, I can't wait to see if Davis Mills goes in the first round here. Okay. Don't forget, everybody. Stream will be back live YouTube stream on Friday evening. Draft starts around 4. We'll be here at 4 o'clock as well. Um, next up, during this live YouTube podcast recording, the Las Vegas Raiders, John. Okay. The Raiders yeah. um, went offensive line. Let's Alex Leatherwood. Alex Leatherwood, Alabama. Fundamentally, what do you think about Forget about the individual just for a second. Let's just start with they tore down their offensive line. They drafted an offensive line with their first pick. Always a believer. Quarterback's the most important. Raiders have a quarterback under contract. You're the, the most valuable players in every draft in the first round. You should always lean O-line, D-line. The Raiders have had success 
in our since you and I have been around him several times going both high, right? Khalil Mack, boom, nailed it. Colton Miller, boom. Both guys, huge extensions. Extensions. Gruden just chose to give that extension with someone else with Khalil. Colton Miller, extension, no problem. They've had a lot of success with just offensive linemen recently, right? The guys they signed. I have no issue with it. I do think one thing they've gotten a little happy with, and happy I just mean they kind of lean into it, is like they just they they just kind of end up drafting a lot of guys from Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson. And I'm not against that, right? I mean, you look around the league, a lot of star players from those three schools, but are they just fo- dead focused on that? Like, is that are they making a conscious effort? Because, for example, the Virginia Tech tackle, uh, Derrishaw, I think was viewed around the league as a better player than Leatherwood, but it just feels like they would just lean Alabama over that. Now, I don't. I'm not saying that's the reason. Derrishaw opt out this year. I, I think he played. Okay. Obviously, Leatherwood played. Yeah, Are Leatherwood because that Mayock said that was an issue in their draft room. Yeah, I was just wondering. Um, you know, Leatherwood's played every game for three straight years. Now. Uh, he's six, almost six five, three twelve. Was was a top prospect, duh. Coming out of high school, he was the, I think the the fourth or fifth overall recruit. I think it was fourth. Jalen Phillips was one. Najee Harris was two in the nation that year. <laughs> Bama did, and okay. Bama got the other running back. I forget the guy's name, but uh, probably still on the team. Yeah, shorter last name, but in any event, you know, I think when when we were streaming live and this pick was made, a lot of Raider fans. Uh, on YouTube commented that, you know, they thought I shouldn't say everybody said it was a reach, but like that this is a second round player uh, like this is a position. You and I talked about this. It's one thing to do it at safety, at corner, at running back in the first round pass rusher in the top five in the 20s. There's not a lot of tackles. Um, some people think he might be a guard. Fine. If he's a guard, fine. Like I, if he's a starting NFL offensive lineman, great. The other thing with them they, you got to give them some credit, right, on Colton Miller. They drafted him. He was not – it was not immediately obvious that he was going to be an NFL starter. Now he is. That's development. So, I, you know, by that token, I'm good with this pick. I think it's a good – it's fine. Well, you hit it on the head. It, Gabe Jackson, I just Googled it, was pick 81. If I had told you that Gabe Jackson was pick 35 – you know, let's say 50 picks ahead. You know, nine years later, I don't, would anyone even be talking about it? He's been a he's been a full-time starter for since 2014. No, John, the second he makes the Pro Bowl, no one talks about it. So, this guy, now there's more pressure when you're a 17th pick than obviously, there was less pressure on Gabe Jackson. He was part of a draft class with Derek and Khalil. But my point is, the no, part of Gabe's, I guess, success is like, oh, he got him in the third round. But if you had got him in the second round, we would have talked about him exactly the same. So as long as this guy is just solid, right, is just solid, they'll be good with it. Now, I just did a little texting around and like people tweeting that it was a little bit of a reach. Let's hear. That's what I got. Like, little rich. Another guy said, you know, I liked him more in the 50s than in 17, but I, I, I get it. <laughs> uh, and obviously, coming from Alabama, like... He's really athletic. He's twitchy. He's long. They clearly value Colton Miller had similar characteristics, right? Long, big time athlete. Not really sound. Like I, I think strength, but they just had an example where they had they found a very very high end player that who knows if Colton keeps getting better, he can become like a high end player who lacks some strength, but it was just all talent. And that's the way. And this guy's tough. Obviously, he played Alabama, so he's talented. He's athletic. He's tough. You just, what's there not to, you know, just project. I just think relative to the class, there were guys that were more viewed as more plug and play. And that's the thing with the NFL, right? You'd be like, oh, Alabama, best line every year. That doesn't necessarily mean that their player at right tackle is better than another prospect in the drafts at a lesser school, right? Yeah. Because you would never, you would always lean Alabama over Virginia Tech talking football. But when it comes to the draft, they might have a guy that's better in an individual position. Or viewed more as a future pro. But isn't this a little different then? Like, Damon Arnett was viewed as high floor, right? Cleland Farrell, incorrectly, was viewed as high floor. Like, the Raiders aren't taking a chance on the athleticism. This this is more... Now, again, they didn't really have a choice, I don't think, on Colton Miller. There were two tackles, it felt like, in that draft, and they got the second one. But 
in that vein, this is more, let's take a talented guy and, and let's, let's make it, let's coach him up. And here's the beauty for them. They've got spots. Like if, he, if he's a tackle, great. We got a spot for you. If you're a guard, great. We got a spot for you. Um, so <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I guess I, they said I, they I loved can't. They said they loved Denzel good and Richie incognito and they love Nick Martin and we'll see Brandon Parker. Okay. Yeah. Usually the 17th pick in the draft starts, right? Yeah, I would hope. Yeah, this guy. He's a three-year starter at Alabama. And one of those years he played guard. I, I think the only question you would ask is... Didn't play high school. I did not play football till high school either, which, you know, we love I, that as a high ceiling thing. I'll give you a major question. Would just be the next pick. One of their biggest weaknesses really over decades has been pass rush. They could have taken Jalen Phillips. Now, that's a risky pick, too. It's not like that would have been very risky. Yeah. Now, if Jalen goes on to have a dominant rookie year, you know, that would have been a guy that I would have thought the Raiders would have had some interest. Right away, you get multiple pass rushers. You get Yannick. You get this guy. All of a sudden, you're cooking with gas, right? And that's where I – now, is this guy sitting there when they draft in the second round? I think they would tell you we don't think he would be, and probably not. But, you know, some people might say, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to tell. I, I, to me, I would just, could they have taken Jalen Phillips right there? That would have been a guy that you and I had talked about a lot with the Raiders, like, you know, probably very tantalizing. Right? That was my pick for them. I would have liked to have seen it. I also understand they need to, they need to hit. They just, they've, they've made some picks where they were trying to hit a double and it turned out to be a single or a strikeout. So if you think this is definitely a double, hit a double. Right. Whereas Jalen Phillips is a home run swing. But again, it'd be one thing if he had retired from football because he hated playing it for Chip Kelly. You talked to him. You were convinced he loves football. But he's, he, has con- he has concussion history. So this is not totally in his control. Right. Um, so I, my favorite part about Jalen Phillips, he transferred schools. He retired. You talk about like he's 28. I look, he's barely 22. Like, how's he so young? Was he like a. 15-year-old senior in high school? Well, I think crazy. He, pro- he, was, he was a major prospect right away. It was a huge part of Jim Moore recruited him. I would imagine he was a massive national prospect by the time he was 15, 16 years old, yeah. right? So, I okay. The, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I thought they would have gone defense, but if you're going to tear down your offensive line like they kind of did, you do need to replenish it. Protect Derek. Priority number one. Well, if you and if you look in their division, like... The Denver Broncos are just, they're going to be a defensive team. That's just, you know, I bet Teddy Bridgewater ends up starting and it'll be like offense, not as crazy, but defense, they get Patrick Sertain. So you get a guy that's viewed as a high end corner, boom, in your division. The Chargers didn't outthink the room. Like they just got offensive line help. Yeah. And, and I think a guy viewed as the way Rashawn Slater was talked about for a long time, I think by NFL people and definitely by the people that know what they're doing, like he could go in like the top seven or eight. That's, the Chargers just got. I mean, I think both those two teams, like Patrick Sertain and and Rashawn Slater, I'm just talking about two of the better players in this draft ended up in their division. Yeah, at at, at important positions, right? Slater is going to be blocking Yannick. Sertain, well, what's he going to be doing? I don't know. Probably covering the guy that he went against in practice for years. Like I bet he feels pretty good about rugs, right? I mean, that's just this talent influx in your division. Then the, what the Chiefs use their first round pick on a tackle. I, I can ne- I had no issue with taking offensive linemen. Same. Good. We agree. Could the Saints end up with Jimmy Garoppolo one day? Wouldn't shock me. Twenty twenty two. Jimmy's on the Saints. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I I think Jimmy has a big year of just suck it up, be a pro, take your money, play as hard as you can, try to win big. What if I told you this? What if the Niners won the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo this year? Okay, what what if <laughs> I mean that'd be pretty shocking considering how good their defense was the last time they did it. It would mean like to me part of this is like is Javon Kinlaw you, a stud? Well, oh, you're asking what do you do? You just get rid of Jimmy after the season and roll. Does it look, does it look like the last I mean I, it depends. What does it look like? Like does Jimmy look does Jimmy look like he did the last time? And your yeah, defense I mean, I carries think if, you? if no, if you were to go to the Super Bowl yeah, Jimmy's at least as good, if not a little better, than he was last time. But he's not like he's not going to look like Rodgers yeah, if, or something. I mean, if you're telling me they win the Super Bowl, and I he's good enough going, where you could flip him to Washington or someone for a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, as long as you think you hit on the pick of Trey Lance, 
then yeah, you could move on. You but could. You're, as, do you think there's a chance you just keep rolling with it? Yeah. If, if you watch it, I mean, you just won the Super Bowl. So if you feel good about Trey Lance, but also think he could take another year. But if you could then flip Jimmy for a one, get your one back. If you feel good about Trey Lance, like part of it is, did Jimmy just look like he went to another level? Or did it just look kind of the same? You're like, yeah, that was great. Uh, you're really in a great spot if that if you're in that position. I mean, that's an extreme hypothetical on my part. Would the would the Chiefs have traded Alex if they if Alex had just won them the Super Bowl? Uh in 2017. Yeah, I mean, I think they would have. I think they thought they had something pretty special. Peyton Turner was the pick for the Houston uh for the uh Saints. What position does that guy play? Judging by uh looks like pass rusher of some sort. <laughs> the yeah, Packers the pick is in, John. What if the Packers, what if Goodell <laughs> gets the card and it's like uh there's like a note scribbled on it that's just tell you know, tell Aaron we love him. <laughs> The Packers would first like to send out a message to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, if you're out there, please call. The Packers have selected, and then they make their pick. I saw one of those fake memes of like an Aaron Rodgers quote. It's like, I'm more likely to go to my family reunion than ever put on another Packers uniform. (laughs) That is. I was like, that's fucked up. That is horrible. That is horrible. I feel like there was more Mel Kiper when we were kids in these drafts. Like, has, has he been? Well, yeah, there was been, more. There's more people now. Wasn't it always just? Were there never multiple sets and all that stuff when we were kids? It was just Mel. Was it just Mel and and uh, Berman? It just felt like it was a lot of Mel. It was. I guess you, NFL Network didn't exist, right? So it was just ESPN. They weren't bringing in Schefter, right? Probably true too. What is what is Schefter saying about Rogers right here? How about like nine Aaron Rodgers rumors within an hour and now everyone's quiet? Aaron stopped texting people after the Niners drafted Trey Lance? Like was Aaron furiously trying to get to the 49ers for three hours today? Yes. And now it's like, well, Aaron, the Broncos called and Aaron's like, oh. Are you all in on Trey Lance or would you still pivot if you could get Rodgers? I mean, I'm pretty in on Trey Lance. Um, if they love Trey Lance, then you stick with Trey Lance, I think. What do you think? They have told teams they're not trading him. What do you think? Packers call and say, Trey Lance, next year's two. Fred Warner. Yeah, I say no. I just roll. Doesn't the pick feel different when it's a person? Yeah, it does. It's like, oh, you could trade three? Trade three. Trey Lance? I kind of like Trey Lance. In the history of big trades, and it happens, obviously, baseball, you never know. But in basketball and football, the hope of a blank pick is always way different than like, oh, I don't really like that guy. (laughs) Right. Right. Whoa, I like that guy. Totally. Another reminder, we'll be back Friday, 4 o'clock-ish, live stream. Everyone that's been hanging out with us on the stream, thank you. If you've been listening to the podcast, we've been through a lot together over the last four years, five years, four and a half years uh, since we started this podcast. And um, uh, it's grown steadily. I'd say the last several months on the podcast have been bigger than ever, right? And uh, so that's awesome. We appreciate that. That means a lot of things. One of the things it means is people just telling their friends, sharing it. And uh, so we appreciate when you do all that. We're not going to have a mailbag this weekend. We'll get back to mailbags next week just because we're doing all the live streams. Um, so get your mailbag questions in for next week, post-draft, maybe start getting them in on Sunday, that sort of thing. And we'll get back to the uh, ham mailbag next week where you just put in your review on iTunes and your question there. What are the chances you think Roger Goodell's I think they're going to – I'll tell you what's going to happen. They're going to roll that thing over to Canton after the draft is done. That thing's going to be in the Hall of Fame. 
<laughs> yes. It'll, there'll be some exhibit about the Zoom draft of 2020, and Goodell's chair will be there. Eric Stokes, cornerback. Glad we waited around for that. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us today on uh, this podcast and stream. It's been real. We'll be back on Friday night. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.